This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. Welcome to the show. That's Trav. I'm Drew. And I'm Trav. This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. And as always, we are here to talk about 80s and 90s media. Please, everybody, remember to do your homework with us. That's the crux of this show. Makes the show much more enjoyable. And uh, then you can follow along after you've done the homework. Or don't do the homework and just listen. But do the homework. Do the homework. <laughs> don't do the homework. Uh, you can reach us at overduehomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. So please send us an email. I don't care what it is. We've asked for recipes a number of times. I'm not asking for recipes anymore. Yep. I want uh, schematics for involved 3D printing models. That's what I want now. So email nice. me. Email me. Email. <laughs> email us. Please, 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 please. Trav, how are you doing? I am pretty good. Had a lot of fun on my day off yesterday. Got uh, pre-release Scarlet and Violet ETB trainer boxes for Pokemon. That's nice. the new set. I'm going to keep them sealed. And uh, the Resident Evil 4 remake is out, so I've been cool. doing that a lot. So. That's awesome. How about you? Still baby, 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 baby. Got my baby, 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 baby. Uh, Cam's like a little bit older than two weeks now, so it's great. He's getting old. He's getting old. He's getting old. He's been a great kid. So, Cam, when you listen to this in 25 years or whatever, you're a great kid at two weeks. So hopefully that continued for the rest and of the And do life. your homework. And do your homework. And do your homework. <laughs> uh, this is where I normally talk about the articles used in the production of this podcast, but there are no articles that I used. Um, you can go back to other episodes that covered Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and you can find out more information there about the Eds and Danny Antonucci and AKA Cartoons. And there's lots of links there to all types of information, so... Um, I guess we can get right into this homework review, Trav. Let's do it. Um, like I said, we are doing Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Season 1, Episodes 11, 12, and 13. Uh, season 1 ran from January 4th, 1999 to June 11th, 1999, and has 13 episodes. This was created, this show was created by Danny Antonucci for Cartoon Network, and it's produced by Canada-based AKA Cartoon. Uh, the voices of the Eds include... Matt Hill, who does Ed, Samuel Vincent, who does Double D, and Tony Sampson, who does Eddie. Um, go check out those companion episodes. Our episode number 11 and episode 22 uh, covers the rest of season one. So I suppose we are ready to get into that breakdown, huh? Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Um, for episode 11, we are going to do the first segment, episode 11A. Um, it's called Who, What, Where, Ed. And this one was written by Mike Kubat and Danny Antonucci. Mike shows up a couple of times in these last few episodes, so he, a little bit of a different writer had a hand in some of these. Um, this In this episode, the Eds simply want to uh, find some eggs so they can make an omelet. Um, you know, the steps that they have to take in this uh, episode are reminiscent of some epic side quest in an RPG, right? Oh, definitely. So you have to get something from somebody to give it to somebody else to give it to somebody else. And I always hated in that time when you start something like that, some side quest, or even if it's a main quest, where you have to put it down, you know, halfway through it and you come back and you're like, ah. Yeah. 
and then you'll like go to like your uh, mission notes and stuff, and it's still really ambiguous, and you're like, oh, I don't know where this is supposed to go. <laughs> and it made me think of the Office episode where Dwight's trading everything. I traded this for yes. Meredith's junk, for Kelly's crap, for <laughs> Ryan's this to get this really cute squid that Aaron had. <laughs> That's what they're doing the whole episode. That's what they're doing the whole episode. It's pretty funny. It's a really like simple premise, but I think it works pretty well in this episode, and uh, it's pretty funny for me. Yeah. Um, so after the ads failed at making their omelet uh, that they wanted for breakfast, this is a pretty funny scene. Of course, they destroyed uh, their kitchen. Um, we find Ed and his yo-yo, so that's kind of cool. A little foreshadowing there to what happens a little bit later on in the episode. Yep. Um, Ed manages to destroy, what, two dozen eggs? At least. I mean, yeah. he launches at them at the, yeah. the other two Eds, doesn't he? And yeah. just like he hold, uh, Eddie holds up the pan and it's just getting peppered with the eggs. So yep. It's pretty dang funny. So uh, no eggs, no omelet, huh, Eddie? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no eggs, no omelet. Um, if we had a chicken, uh, we'd be knee deep in eggs. Uh, can we get a chicken? <laughs> uh, you know, you can have the chicken as long as I get to keep the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so who else are you going to visit if you need a chicken? Rolf. I'm Rolf, of course. <laughs> of course. The hay is warm and tells Rolf all. C plus on that Rolf. C plus. D minus. That was D's. Okay, I'll go with D's. Um, Rolf reaches in and grabs that egg out of the the chicken hay. Ah, the fat has been trimmed, and I will sleep well. <laughs> As he's holding the egg, so the the Rolfisms don't necessarily make sense, but they're still great. Yeah. <laughs> A fine egg. Rolf will remember. <laughs> that sounded like Yoda. <laughs> and it's funny too because he says that to the chicken, like, "Good job, chicken. Yeah. I'm gonna remember this. It's a fine egg. It's right. a fine, fine egg." Uh, the boys do spot Rolf, and of course they want a chicken, and uh, not so fast. Uh, Rolf suggests that the Eds, uh, Eds hatch a chicken, and then they can have all the eggs they want. I mean, that's some free and uh, good advice from Rolf, right? Yeah, yeah. Good job, Rolf. Thanks for the free advice. Um, you must trade for the egg, greasy Ed boy. That was better. <laughs> uh, trade for what? <laughs> Uh, sawdust, right? Yeah. S- sawdust. You want this egg, Ed boy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the next scene then is uh, Ed and uh, Double D sawing that log to get some uh, sawdust. Yep. Uh, comically, Ed slamming Double D into the log as he saws. It's some pretty uh, routine cartoon stuff, but it's still funny. Yeah. Uh, but Johnny, he comes out of nowhere and he stops the Eds. Stop sawing that log. <laughs> Is it because he feels bad for the log? I like, would assume. He's got an affinity for wood, right? I definitely would assume. <laughs> Maybe Plank would like to donate. <laughs> Plank, saying, Plank said Kevin has lots of sawdust. Kevin's got sawdust. <laughs> how convenient, how convenient. Uh, Kevin does have sawdust. <laughs> he does. It's no lie. Sawdust no lie. bites. <laughs> uh, the Eds do try to trick Kevin into just giving, him the, giving them the sawdust, but... Uh, Kevin is uh, too smart for that. I mean, he sees through all of their plans almost every episode. Yeah. Anyways. Useless dust from a saw. I'll give you the sawdust, but you have to paint the shed. Where's the paint? You figure it out. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. That's not very helpful. But this does set our Eds down the path further for another trade, right? Yeah. Um, it's time for Jimmy to get involved with the Eds. And whenever Jimmy gets involved with the Eds, it usually does not go very well for Jimmy. No, it does not. <laughs> he was so peacefully practicing his painting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy usually gets a really bad rap from the Eds. I, he's younger than He's obviously Sarah's age. Right, right. He's younger than them. 
and I don't. I guess he's an easy target for them, right? Because they are the ones that get picked on by everybody else in the neighborhood. So yeah, he's just an easy target. Definitely. Just an easy target. <laughs> How's it going, Reb- Rembrandt? How's <laughs> it going, Rembrandt? I can't even do an Eddie. How would you even go about doing an Eddie? I don't know. I can't I can't figure it out. Yeah, I can't, I can't either. I can't even figure it out. My voice doesn't have it in me. My voice doesn't have it in me. Um, so now Jimmy's going to be running away to the closet and he screams, which is very funny. He screams, my fresco is ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Just very funny. (laughs) Just give me some paint, Jimmy. Come on. (laughs) So Eddie, at this point, Jimmy's in the, in the closet and Eddie's trying to break down the door and he's fishing his arm underneath the door, trying to grab Jimmy. And of course, Jimmy's going to bite him, right? Right. What else is going to happen besides getting bit? Um, with, Eddie now out of the picture, Double D offers a trade because that's the theme of the episode. <laughs> yeah. And what does Jimmy want? Clams. <laughs> clams? <laughs> no clams, no paint. <laughs> such a random thing. It's a very funny thing for Jimmy to request from yeah. the Eds. Clams. Like, <laughs> clams. All right. Uh, I guess with the only option that the Eds probably have is to go from door to door around the cul-de-sac asking for clams. Yep, <laughs> which they clams? do. <laughs> Can you spare some clams? <laughs> Luckily, though, for the Eds, Johnny and Plank show up with some sewer clams. Delicious. Mm. <laughs> Delicious. You're hard to beat when gathering clams. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a funny thing for him to say to plank like i yeah. just i love those interactions of johnny too. and plank uh johnny ends up wanting to trade an anchor for the clams with the eds which to make it easier to get sewer clams I like guess. just it's a, the most random grouping of objects that these kids want Seriously. an anchor an anchor so if you need an anchor you go to the cankers i guess anchor for cankers canker for anchors what makes them think that the anchors have a canker or the cankers have an anchor i really don't know i really don't know either just unless to get they them just inside. know nobody in their normal area has one i guess that would make sense maybe they maybe their logic was they have an anchor tying down their mobile home yeah, uh, maybe that was true. their logic. I don't know. <laughs> that's true. And to get that, they pose as an anchor census person. That's yeah. been in infomercials. Uh, you yeah. probably recognize me. <laughs> Ed saying, I was the legs. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Yeah. Obviously, the cankers don't uh, fall for it, though. And May just straight up says, that's stupid. Yep. <laughs> they, I love, like, I hate the cankers, but I love the cankers just because they're the, like, I don't know if anti-eds are the right uh, That's what I was word, say. but they're like just like the perfect. It's like the yin and the yang of the eds and the cankers. Like, yeah, it just goes together so well. Um, the eds do fall over and it exposes their ruse, and then they all try to run away. Uh, <laughs> at this point, the eds do make it back to Jimmy with a rope tied to a rock. Um, Listen to the clams <laughs> gurgle in the bucket plank. <laughs> Uh, Johnny is like the secret, excuse me, I said that they made it back to Jimmy. They made it back to Johnny. Johnny. They made it back to Johnny with a rope tied to a rock. Um, Johnny is like the secret star, almost. Like, uh, I agree. The secret star of the whole show. Like, yeah. He's so Especially random. Especially these episodes. Especially these, these episodes. Definitely love Johnny in these episodes. 
Um, obviously, a rope tied to a rock is not going to be good enough, but luckily for the Eds, Plank wants to trade. Yep. <laughs> and apparently it's a badminton racket. I don't ever remember them saying that that's what they need to get. Same. They just go to Sarah and try to steal the badminton racket. Yeah. <laughs> it does not go well, obviously. <laughs> don't ever touch my racket! <laughs> Sarah, all she has is scream, basically, is her only is her only voice is scream. Uh, she slams Eddie through the fence. But uh, Sarah, we need to trade it for a chicken. I'll trade it for a teddy bear. <laughs> so back to Jimmy's. Uh, he's the only kid in the neighborhood with a teddy bear. Um, we see Jimmy peeping out through the peephole, and uh, he's seeing the Eds. Um, and Jimmy asks, what do you want? Giant teddy bear. Plums. That's just that's just what it is. Yeah. Plums. Plums. <laughs> Plums. What do you want? Giant teddy bear. Plums. That's Plums. all right. Great. That's in. Uh, um, Eddie does say, "What's with all the food? Like, why does yeah. everybody want all this food?" So I guess back to Rolf's. It's the only person they know who has plums. He's got a massive estate farm, like a block away. Yeah. Which, you know, in a different episode with uh, with Gunther or Victor, I always want to call his goat Gunther, but it's Victor. Victor. He, they do go rolling down that hill. Yeah. So I mean, maybe Rolf does live kind of far away. I guess. I don't know. Um, so we're back at Rolf's again, and uh, Rolf is uh, kind of confused. Uh, so back again, wanting Rolf's plums. Confused, Ed boys. Ed boys. Ed boys. <laughs> Do you no longer want the egg? <laughs> yes, we want the egg. We just need these plums. No plums. <laughs> <laughs> no plums. <laughs> He's still waiting on his sawdust. Don't try to fool Rolf. Right? I mean, don't try yeah. to fool Rolf. He's still on. waiting on the, sa- the sawdust. Well, let's trade, Eddie says sarcastically. I've got a comb. No, I have many. <laughs> <laughs> I should have noticed. <laughs> this is a really funny interaction in this episode to yeah. me. The sarcasm is hilarious and the fact that it's you can't quite tell if it's lost on Rolf or not. Right. Like, is it is he playing into it? Just kind of being that, you know, jerk to Eddie to make him, you know, feel even worse about himself. Um, and then, of course, you, he uh, Eddie offers the condensed uh, manners for the advanced book. That's kind of funny. Pulled that out of uh, Double D's pants. And then Ed. I got a yo-yo. <laughs> I have never seen such a thing. Such a thing. That's very funny. <laughs> Rolf is very impressed with the yo-yo. And the Eds have a deal. And they can commence the trade chain. So there you go. All the way back. Boom. Uh, they finally get back to Rolf with the sawdust. And they get the egg. And Ed breaks the egg. Yep, right away. Uh, next segment. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of that one? Should have seen that coming. I love that episode. Yeah, it's a pretty darn funny episode. Yeah. I love how rapid fire it is, and it gets you right back into it. Just gets you right into the episode. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think this part A and B of this episode is one I've seen like pretty close to the most because I recognize both of them in the first two seconds. This uh, second part, uh, especially, it really sticks out in my mind. Yeah. It's like a quintessential Ed, Ed and Eddie episode that was on TV all the time. Definitely. So this uh, 11B is called Keeping Up with the Eds and uh, Double D has to mow the yard and he hates mowing the yard. And yeah. of course, Eddie finds an angle to make money, ultimately unsuccessfully, off the cul-de-sac residents through using fertilizer and Rolf's goat. Yeah. Um, I mean... <laughs> Rolf has a goat. <laughs> Rolf has a goat. <laughs> uh, this episode uh, uh, opens up with uh, 
um, at just ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, and on and on and on and yep. on and on and on and on. Um, obviously, you got to remove the shoes when you get into Double D's house, and uh, the floor was just wax, so it's freestyle floor skate. Freestyle floor <laughs> skate. <laughs> I didn't grow up with a lot of like l- linoleum or hardwood floors, so there's a lot of carpet, but. I would definitely take advantage of a smooth linoleum floor when I had the opportunity. Oh, obviously. <laughs> every time. Every time. First one. Oh, you're doing double D, so why don't you do it? First one in the kitchen makes lunch. <laughs> Eddie was first, so I guess he's got to make lunch. Yep. <laughs> um, and it's an absolute sea of post-it notes in uh, Double D's kitchen. Um, it's all from his parents and... Talk about being micromanaged. Yeah. Did your dad ever leave you notes in the summertime to like take out the trash? No. Nope. Nothing like that? No. Nope. I would get the list from my mom to do stuff during the day. And then it was always like a mad scramble, like 20 minutes before she came home to like quick try to oh, do everything. Because I sat and watched TV my all day. few <laughs> tiny chores that I had. It was the same thing. Like, <laughs> dad's going to be home soon. Time to get this done. <laughs> we find out from these notes that uh, Double D's father wants him to mow the lawn, and Double D detests mowing the lawn. <laughs> so, off to the shed. Um, and all Double D has is one of those old push lawnmowers. Have you ever used one of those push lawnmowers? No. I've never used one any- either. Um, I've thought about getting one. I mean, as long as you keep the blade sharp, they're supposed to work really well. Yeah. And they're silent, and yeah. they're better for the environment. But it seems like a whole heck of a lot of work, and they're... Not even that much cheaper than a full-on regular lawnmower. Right. (laughs) It's not even that much cheaper. I really want to get one of those electric lawnmowers. They're supposed to last all the way through a lawnmower now without having to be plugged in. So. Oh, nice. I would in, I would entertain the idea of an electric lawnmower, right? Yeah, definitely. Why not? I'd actually be able to hear my podcasts when I'm uh, mowing the lawn then. Or not blow out my eardrums because i got to have the volume completely maxed out. Right, completely right. Completely maxed out. Um, Eddie ends up tricking Ed into mowing by saying, attack the weevils. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? So it was one of, it was, uh, the enemies or the monsters from one of Ed's many, uh, sci-fi horror films, you know? So Ed destroys Double D's lawn. I mean, what else would happen? What right? else Just would completely happen? destroys it. Um, weevils have been terminated, <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> My backyard. There is no backyard. <laughs> so Ed cut the grass a little close to the ground. <laughs> we'll just grow it back. That'll take weeks. <laughs> Not with what I got. <laughs> so just like that, Eddie gets the largest bag of manure possible. Ever. Mo- Montezuma's free-range manure. Yep. <laughs> and then he busts down that fence like literally right after Double D had fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just busted it down, which was very funny. Um, and then the demonstration with the uh, fertilizer, I thought was pretty pretty good too. I didn't quite get it at the beginning. I'm like, oh, it's making stuff grow on his shoes, and I was like, oh, mushrooms because he's really gross and dirty. Yeah, 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 <laughs> really gross and dirty. Because <laughs> he seems pretty gross and dirty. I mean, who wears a jacket and pants in the middle of the summer? Yeah, he'd be a sweaty mess. <laughs> he does every single day. <laughs> he does every single day, except for the next episode. Well, that's true. <laughs> that is very true. It's very very true. Um, Eddie gets the idea to spread the manure all over the neighborhood so that everyone's grass grows and that then everybody in the cul-de-sac will have to pay the Eds to mow their lawns. Um, the Eds would make a killing, right? Obviously. Obviously. That's what, uh, double, or, uh, what Eddie's all about. And that's exactly what happened.
happens. Uh, <laughs> Ed starts flinging that poo all over the neighborhood, causing mayhem and uncontrolled grass growth. I love when he's shoveling. He's like, you're a goner. <laughs> Later, buckaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Jimmy and Sarah getting covered in poo is always pretty good. Love Enjoy it. that. That's very funny. Love it. <laughs> and, of course, all the grass in the neighborhood grows to 10 feet high, if not taller, right? Yeah. We uh, mow all the grass. <laughs> Where in the money? <laughs> Uh, decidedly different takes on the situation, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Double D didn't want to mow in the first place. Like, his whole thing was getting out of mowing, and now he's mowing the whole neighborhood. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, next we got Jimmy and Sarah yelling for help, and, uh, I think it's Double D says it sounds like cats are fighting, yep. which is yeah. pretty darn funny. And, no, that's Jimmy. No, that's Sarah. <laughs> Ed does not like Sarah being stranded in the grass at all. <laughs> Trouble big. <laughs> uh, fine. We mow her out and charge her. <laughs> <laughs> so savage. <laughs> so savage. Uh, the Eds do go searching for uh, Sarah and Jimmy to not much success. Ed runs into that same tree multiple times, which is a pretty good, uh, pretty good laugh for love, me. Love it. Just running, just running crazy, running in that tree over and over and over. With no other options, the boys turn to Rolf because duh, Rolf, right? <laughs> Rolf's got a goat, Sarah. <laughs> Hiya, Ed boys. Would you like to join me for lunch? <laughs> and he's holding a rabbit. So I'm assuming I'm, the rabbit was lunch, right? I'm guessing, yes. <laughs> we do find out a little bit. Uh, no, it isn't. Is it in this episode? No, it's in the next episode where we go to Rolf's for lunch. And we get a little bit better idea of what Rolf likes to eat. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to borrow your goat and then uh, we'll cut your gra- grass for free. Free? Sure, but you must follow the customary procedure for passing of the goat. Read and sign. Thank you. And then Double D signs his life away to some contract for a goat. Yeah, I love that. That it's been like passed down. Yeah. And he's like, sign here, 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 there, and here. That's great. That's absolutely great. Uh, with all that paperwork in check, uh, Rolf sends Victor out on his errand with Eddie riding him. Victor is really great at what he does. So good, he suspects that Victor had eaten Sarah as well as the grass. Yeah. Alas, he was not in Victor's belly, thankfully. I'm over here, stupid. That's pretty good. (laughs) Thanks, Sarah. Uh, Now that all the grass has been taken care of by Victor, Eddie wants to collect the money, but Double D wants to return Victor. Um, He doesn't want to pay the late fee of two bags of beans, five pigs, and one turnip. (laughs) Seems like a pretty steep late fee. Definitely. No $1.75 from Blockbuster, right? No. Did you ever rent anything from like a local mom-and-pop rental place and like never return a video and just decided to never go back? and just do a different video store <laughs> so sort of okay. it was not on purpose but back when randall's was a thing in new uh, Orleans, yes. they had a small rental thing and i rented super mario kart for snes and te- uh, crash test dummies and then nice. they closed oh so you just so got them for I free i just got to keep them <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious but no i didn't ever do that on purpose because but that was there was only high V after that and Little mm-hmm. Dukes, so and I never went down to high V. So yeah. there was no standalone rental in no, New Orleans. No standalone. That's really surprising to me. Not even one. Yeah, not even one. Not Family a, video of way after I moved out of New Orleans. There was but, never a video I, magic in New Orleans. No, man, I that surprises me. There was never a video magic. Yeah. Video magic was my jam as a kid. Like a young kid. There was like one down the block basically from the house. And you could buy like those uh, boxes of the whippersnappers there. Yeah. 
So I'd like go rent the movie and buy a box of those and then like snap them all on my way home. I'm walking home with the. And I'd be like, oh, well, that was a waste of 99 cents or $1.50 or whatever it was. But man, it was fun. <laughs> Uh, now the Ed boys, they are returning Victor, and it does not go too well for them. Runaway goat! <laughs> and then they all end up in the mud underneath uh, Victor at Rolf's farm, and Victor tries to bite the Eds. Mm. Roll credits. Roll credits. <laughs> Roll he credits. likes me. <laughs> it's such a weird, like, it was almost like they got to that last line where they're returning uh, Victor to the Eds when they're writing it, and they're like, and Victor tries to bite the Eds? <laughs> I yeah, like it. Go. I like it. <laughs> gold. That's <laughs> gold. golden. That's golden. Um, that's a good second half to that first episode. Uh, very strong two segments. Definitely. Very strong two segments. Very memorable episode. This season, really, from the first episode, it feels like it ramps up all oh, the definitely. way to the end. All the way to the end. I agree. It's just a good even up to the quality that they would demonstrate for the rest of the series, which was awesome, which was very awesome. All right, our next episode, episode 12, 12A, is Ed's Aggregate. Exaggerate. 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 (laughs) Easy for me to say. Um, And you can describe this episode as the lie that is the Mucky Boys. Mucky Boys. I thought it was Monkey Boys. Like for the first uh, watch through I did, I was like Monkey Boys. I thought it was Monkey Boys, yeah, and then I watched. Like so? Then I watched this with uh, the subtitles on. I'm like, oh, Mucky, Mucky, Mucky Boys. Ah. <laughs> Clears it up. <laughs> this episode opens up with the Eds having a carnival called Edland uh, to get some cash from the local kids, like usual. Uh, Double D made the swing ride and called it the uh, the lawn chairs orbit Earth ride. Orbit's Earth ride. Um, Eddie's got the ticket booth ready, and Ed is in the petting zoo. Uh, appropriate, <laughs> right? Very appropriate. Yeah. Uh, Double D wants to once run some preliminary tests before they get started, so Eddie hops on to one of those suspended chairs from the, um, what is it? Uh, what is it? It's like a clothesline thing, but it's yeah. like one of those ones in the middle of your yard that's like a square. I used to have one of those at my last place, and I got so sick of mowing around it, I just pulled it out of the ground. I'm like, I'm done with this nice, thing. Nice. <laughs> I'm done with this thing. Um, so Eddie hops onto those chair. He's not into it. So he replaces one of the suspending chairs with a recliner and a stool. Don't forget it. Yeah. Uh, double D reminds him that, uh, the laws of physics and his weight distribution are not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to turn out well for you. Um, Eddie really, excuse me. And Ed really wants to be petted in that uh, petting zoo. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, test the petting zoo. Pet me now. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. That's kind of creepy. Why do you want to be petted so bad? Um, Ed does fling Eddie skyward straight towards Kevin's window. Um, Who broke my window? <laughs> you didn't see them? Who? The Mucky Boys. <laughs> the Mucky Boys. <laughs> They were dumped off by a tornado raised by field mice in a cave near the construction site. They eat their weight in cheese and they throw their and they throw comfortable armchairs in the air and smack right into your window. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Uh, Kevin does call baloney on it uh, pretty pretty quick, but he gets fooled anyways, right? Yeah, yeah. Kids are dumb. <laughs> the kids are dumb. <laughs> kids are dumb. <laughs> and Eddie goes there. They go and he points them one way and then he points them another way and then off goes Kevin. <laughs> 
Uh, next, uh, our trio runs into uh, Sarah and Jimmy in the alleyway, and they're all dressed in like ex- expedition gear. So this is probably a matter of minutes that <laughs> these two things have done, right. right? So already the Mucky Boys are infiltrating the neighborhood. Um, Eddie does ask, and I'm debating on whether or not I should say that word, the P-Y-G word. I feel like it's an offensive word nowadays. Probably. Probably. Um, and where are our, and where are our half pint up to? What are our and what are our half pint up to? I'm just gonna not say it. I just for safety's sake, I yeah. think. If you watch the episode, you know exactly what he said. Starts with the P, ends with an S. That sounds really dirty. That now, sounds right? way. Now you're gonna <laughs> check it out. Now if you didn't do your homework, you starts are going with, to check that starts out. Starts with a P, ends with an S. <laughs> but not what you think. It does have a Y in it also. So <laughs> go figure it out. Figure it out, yo. <laughs> uh, Sarah and uh, Jimmy are there to hunt out the Mucky Boys. Uh, now Eddie finds out that the lie has been per, uh, perpetuated and he's worried that Kevin's going to find out, right? As he should. Yeah, as he should. Uh, Jimmy and Sarah are off to meet up with Kevin and Ed leaves his sister with some advice. Look out for armchairs. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Ed. Good job. Good job. Um, next, everyone is at the construction site and uh, Rolf must have silence. The soil speaks to me. <laughs> that sounded like, I don't know what that was. The soil speaks to me. That wasn't much better either. (laughs) (laughs) They are on the hunt for some mucky boys. Uh, The mucky boys are 50 paces towards the sun, cooking beets. Uh, Eddie can't believe at this point that they all have bought into the ruse. Like he's just right. like can't believe it. Uh, and you know they're all in. The, they're like they're basically in. They're in that piece of construction equipment, fifty paces in front of the kids. So, yeah, great. So they're gonna go uh, basically find out that the Eds are there. But uh, Ed has one of his best ideas ever, according to Eddie, and it's to make some noises to scare the kids. Right? Yeah. <laughs> It works. It works. <laughs> I think uh, Eddie says something like, a great idea finally fell out of your brain. And something yeah. Like that. That's a pretty funny line. Um, we have angered the mucky boys. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's still not completely convinced. Um, our trio tries to create some evidence with Ed's gigantic feet and the cave paintings. Uh, I was uh, wondering after I watched it the first time. How did Ed's feet grow? I missed that part. They just uh, slammed him. Yeah. They just slammed yeah. him with a thing. Just slammed him. Uh, the other kids, they do find the evidence that, uh, the Eds have laid out and they decide to follow it straight to the Eds. Um, uh, the Eds paint themselves into the wall of the caves cause it covers in one coat, right? Uh, cause they hear the yeah. other kids coming. Um, Sarah feels the paint on the wall. It's still wet. She almost reaches and touches double D I think. Right? Yeah. But then she touches like the painting of the pig or something like that. So at this point, Sarah is definitely on to the Eds. Um, our Eds, they escape back out the way that everybody came in. We're talking loudly. Should have easily been heard by the rest of the kids, but it's a kid's show, so we'll just move on from that. Yeah. Um, the other kids now, they have reached the end of the cave, which is the drainage system for the uh, for the construction site. And the Eds are all there waiting, and they're all dressed in their mucky best. 
Um, it basically works until it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works for a little bit. Uh, when they're like getting prepped for being the monkey boys, when Double D gets hit with that toolbox, it's just like comedic genius. The yeah. timing for it, you see it coming from a mile away as soon as Eddie launches it, but the timing for it is so funny to me. He just yeah. gets smashed in the face with it. It's very funny to me. I absolutely love that. <clears throat> Um, Jimmy gets left behind because all those kids run off. You know, uh, um, Rolf says, uh, Rolf needs to wander the weeds. And then they're out of there. And Kevin just screams, you guys owe me a window. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah does bust them, though, by saying that, uh, hey, Ed, you know, mom wants you to clean his room, clean your room. And then he comes out of character, basically. And then she hoses them down. And Eddie says, Mucky boys, pretty funny, huh, Kev? <laughs> <laughs> Our trio end up in cement at the end of the episode, which, you know, take the take some time to I don't know. They must have held them down in place. To, I <laughs> guess know, it's fine. It's funny that they're in a giant block of cement. Um, Ed's got a itch on his nose and Johnny brings them a cake with a hammer in it. He qualifies as like chaotic good, right? Like he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't care what he's doing or who it's helping. But yeah. he always leans towards like doing the right thing. Right. The right. Helpful thing like. Johnny comes out of nowhere. He's just probably watching all of this unflow unfold. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to make Ed a cake with a hammer in it so they can get out. Yeah. And see what happens then. <laughs> <laughs> I he love that started, chaotic good. He's a chaotic good. That's what I would say. That's why Johnny's the secret star of this show. Seriously. Secret star. <clears throat> Well, the hammer has obviously contaminated the okay, <laughs> <laughs> and bam, that uh, hammer is stuck to uh, Ed's head, and they are stuck in cement still. So yeah. next next segment, next segment. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, episode twelve still. Now we're on to segment B, and it's called an oath to an Ed. Um, basically, this episode, our trio joins the Urban Rangers. Lots of Rolf. Lots of Rolf. Lots of Rolf. Um, it starts off with the boys getting new clothes. There must have been a sale. <laughs> I hate new clothes. I like canoes. Just a great one-liner from Ed. Love that. Just that's a great one-liner. His one-liners are so good almost every time. Um, let's go break them in at the old watering hole. Did you have anything like that growing up? A watering hole that you would just go jump in? No. I, there's no way. No. There's no way I would even consider doing just some... Jumping in some puddle in the woods. I'm yeah. just not going to do that. Nope. Not going to do that. 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 I would have been scared of doing anything like that ever since Stand By Me. No, for real. Like, I got told about before I saw Stand By Me and Neighbor Kid was like, you can't go in that lake. There's leeches. <laughs> and I was like, oh, leeches. He's like, they're in all the water everywhere around here. I'm like, I can never go in water again. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, man. So for like the rest of my childhood and then even doubly so after I saw Stand By Me. I was probably like 10, 12 when I saw Stand By Me. But then I was like, it can't actually happen. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're a kid, it was like, oh, no, that's not going to happen. Right, blah, right, blah, right. Blah, blah, blah. Nope, it happened. It can happen. It can happen. It was on the movie screen it can happen um great bit from ed in this being a washing machine in said watering hole um i really like before he actually gets into the water the the sounds that they each make when they're getting out of their clothing except for double d obviously yeah the way eddie like opens up or ed opens up his uh new clothes like a car door and then you get that ding 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 <laughs> that classic like the keys are in the ignition still ding from that car yeah is from a car like that was just really reminiscent of all those cars that you grow up being in and out of at night in minnesota and stuff like that or it was like it would either be the keys and the ignition or the headlights still being on just yeah. that 
ding, ding, ding. Very like iconic sound of an American car in the 80s and 90s, I think. Um, all that clothing ends up in the spin cycle. So does Ed in his clothing. <laughs> <clears throat> um, ding. Spin cycle's done. And all the clothes disintegrate. So, I mean, some quality clothing, right? Some yeah. real quality clothing. Serious sale. And now the boys are back in their original clothing. Uh, and Rolf, and they're in a tree, which they're in a tree and Eddie's eating cherries. And it's just kind of like, okay, they're in their clothing in a tree eating cherries. They just needed some place to go, I guess. <laughs> but uh, Rolf does capture Eddie with a net. And we are introduced to the Urban Rangers finally. Um, honestly, I did not see that coming. It's such a weird thing to happen that Nettie would be, uh, Nettie, that Eddie would be snatched out of a tree with like a giant dog catcher's net, right? Yeah. It just went, <laughs> it was a good bit and I love that Rolf did it. <laughs> and that is how you save a helpless kitty from a tree. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who I'm half sounding like. I'm kind of half sounding like somebody in my head and it's not Rolf. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Eddie is enamored with the Urban Rangers uniforms. Like, why is he so in, like, he, why is he so into clothing all of a sudden? Like, I want that clothing. Yeah, come uh, on. <laughs> Rolf tells the Eds that they can join, and all they have to do is get one badge, and they get the uniform for free. Um, that's quite a deal, right? <laughs> yeah, damn good deal. You too can become an Urban Ranger. But I like being Ed. <laughs> uh, tell us what to do, Rolfy boy. <laughs> The trial of the badges, of which the Eds are always unsuccessful, begins. Always. (laughs) Always unsuccessful. The Eds are wee roaches, which is a funny way to describe the the younger recruits and the urban rangers. Yeah. Uh, They need badges, and they need badges to be no longer considered wee roaches. So we get to move on to our first opportunity for that first badge. Rolf has very funny names for all of these yeah. badges. I mean, it's, it's it's almost as if he may have made them all up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the don't bug me. I'm in the hammock badge. <laughs> <laughs> I love, like I said, that all those badges are just mundane tasks for the most part. And you yeah. kind of go through Jimmy's uh, uh, Jimmy's uh, his sash that has all the badges on him. I'm pretty sure it's stuff like folding clothes and stuff. Right. Like that. It's right. just really just mundane stuff. Um. The Eds, they can't do it. Yeah. They can't lay in a hammock. Why? <laughs> they can't do it. I'll give them some major points, though. They created an elaborate wooden cutout with them looking like they're in a hammock. Very Eds. Very, Very Eds. There are no badges for sneaky wee roaches. <laughs> Next badge. Next badge. Uh, it's the trimming of the hedge badge. It is important. It says, look at me. I am a hot shot. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> just the the weirdness factor is off the charts. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, Ed tells Rolf that the head shears look like the head of the monster from um, I was a teenage appetizer from Planet Sushi, the second coming. <laughs> <laughs> Rolf's, reply, Rolf's reply is honestly one of the best lines of the series so far. Absolutely hilarious to me. Uh, no shears for you, potato Ed boy. (laughs) (laughs) Rolf is is like, okay, uh, Ed is a little bit too dumb for scissors. (laughs) (laughs) The way he delivers it in this episode, I, it just really stood out to me and it's a genuine laugh out loud moment. Um, a lot of this show isn't laugh out loud for me just because, you know, it's a geared towards a younger audience. But there are the moments that you still will get you. Definitely. Still will get you. And Definitely. Usually still Rolf you. is involved. Usually Rolf or Ed is involved for right. sure. Jimmy and the other Rangers are doing great. Even Plank's doing great. 
<laughs> you know, even the ads are doing pretty good at this point. Yeah. Um, until Ed pulls the shrub out through the ground. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> come, come on. This, that was their best chance. That honestly. was their best that chance. That was their best chance, but no badge for the Eds. <laughs> nope. No badge for the Eds. We roaches, you are trying my patience, and that is not good, as I am the son of a shepherd. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I love that, but that's one of the lines I wrote down because it's so funny. I am the son of a shepherd. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Better not try his patience. Next badge. Uh, escorting the elderly across the street should be as easy as combing Papa's back hair. <laughs> that's another one that's just way out there and very way funny. Out there. Way out there. So normally it was going to be uh, Rolf's Nana that the Eds would have to escort across the street. But uh, she was too busy frying weeds. Right. So Rolf got trendy Naz girl <laughs> to take Nana's place. Um, the Eds love Naz, so things don't go well for them, and they miss out on yet another badge. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie escorted Ed across the street. Eddie. I, I love that scene. Like, are you going to hold my hand? Uh, yeah. And then he doesn't look at her at all, and yeah. his hands are just drenched. <laughs> the puddle underneath just their hands drenched. across the street. It's very fun. Every one of you, if you are a man... For sure have been there trying to talk to a lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that speaks to me in the sense that I always have sweaty hands. I've always dealt with that, so I just died. That was a laugh out loud moment for me when Ed's like, your hands are so sweaty. <laughs> I used to have really, really, really sweaty pits. But oh, I yeah. like, grew out of it. It was the weirdest thing. Like From the time I hit puberty until I was like 30. Like I took, I did like prescription strength deodorant and all this, like had to go to CVS and get it from the pharmacist deodorant. And then I turned 30 and it's like Drysville underneath my armpits. It's the weirdest thing ever. That's awesome. 30. See you later. Sweaty pits. I don't know. It didn't work for me, but Hey, I just, I got so used to being like, I got to wear two shirts, you know, to like soak up the sweat and stuff like that. Maybe I should bring a shirt with so I can switch halfway through. (laughs) Now I don't have to do it anymore. It's it's been a miracle. I tell you, it's been a miracle when prescription strength deodorant is not putting a dent in your sweaty pits. Something's up. Depressing. (laughs) Depressing. I did all this Googling and stuff on it and they can like do uh, Botox in your armpits and stuff or no like links. in your wrists for sweaty hands and your ankles for like sweaty feet. And yeah, stuff I'm not like trying that. to get any like steroid shots no, or anything no. like that. No, Botox, they can do like, uh, like when I was in high school, I was really like bummed about having super sweaty pits. So I did like research in books, <laughs> like real <laughs> books about it. And there's a procedure where they like remove the nerve in your armpit that's responsible for sending the signals to your sweat glands. That is crazy that is crazy but i was almost like man i wonder how much this would cost i mean i would really love to not have to deal with sweaty pits right but thankfully i just waited until i was 30 i guess boom (laughs) boom no more sweaty pits i digress next badge next badge (laughs) the microwaving of the fast food burrito (laughs) do you love the flavor of this burrito trav oh it sounds (laughs) delicious if you're crazy maybe Yogurt and liver. Yogurt and liver. Yummy. Yummy. I mean, and it's obvious the Eds cannot handle this task. Can't handle this task. <laughs> the burrito For some reason, the when they got to this, I thought they were going to be able to complete it. I'm like, here it is. Here's the one. Nope. <laughs> have you re-roach- Have you wee roaches been drinking milk out of a rusty bucket? <laughs> <laughs> Such waste and disrespect of the fast food is not allowed in the Urban Rangers. But... Luckily for the Eds, Rolf sees them covered in all the filth, and it reminds Rolf of his childhood. 
Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's still a child. Is Rolf actually like 45 years old? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about that when that he's referring to his childhood. Right. They are all children. <laughs> Rolf. Maybe he's secretly 45. I'm going to go with Rolf's 45. <laughs> it makes it a whole new level to this show Definitely. if you think Rolf is an adult. <laughs> Next badge, uh, replacing the TP role, right? I mean, gotta be able to do it. Come on, gotta be able to do it. It was a funny, quick line from Eddie too. He's like, "I didn't even know what that was for," something (laughs) like that. That was pretty funny. Uh, This is an impossible task for the Eds to complete, though. Yep, (laughs) they flush the roll holder down the toilet. Come on, (laughs) no badges ever. I love that Rolf has to go calm his nerves with a candied beat. Yeah. <laughs> gives the gives the Eds another chance. Last badge, guys. Last badge. Uh, and it's being a good neighbor. And nope, that's not going to work out either. I'll say to the Eds' credit, Sarah did not help out that situation. No, she did not. Sarah did not help out that situation one bit. So as punishment for failing all the attempts to get those badges, uh, the Eds are de-scarfed and sentenced to, to the walk of shame. And oh, Ranger Johnny, bring me my lard. Here's your lard bringing badge. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Like it's just insult, insult, insult to the Eds, right? Because he's handing out badges to everybody throughout the whole segment. It's yeah. very funny. And off the Eds go in the lard. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> Roll credits. Uh, not much of a message in that one. Just the just the Ed's not doing a very good job. Yeah. All right, Trav. We're on to episode thirteen of season one. This is our final hurrah for the Ed's here. Kind of sad, really. A little bit sad. I'm gonna miss the Ed's. Yep. I'm gonna miss the Ed's. I'm gonna miss the Ed's. We'll mention something here. We'll mention a little something. Just a little loophole. A little loophole. A loophole. A loophole. But on to. Button your head. Button your head. Episode 13, segment A. Eddie loses his voice due to a bug being lodged in his voice box, and hilarity ensues. Yes. <laughs> uh, Double D in the morning getting ready to eat his grapefruit, full rain gear, instantly getting soaked with the grapefruit. As soon as he puts the spoon in. Grapefruit suck, so I don't know why he would even <laughs> want to eat one of those, but uh, whatever. Grapefruit are not delicious. Are you a fan of grapefruit? No, I mean, like, grapefruit-flavor-esque type things, maybe, but do I ever sit down with a spoon and a half a grapefruit? Absolutely not. No, that was some, that's something that my dad used to do. Really? Yes, but now he's on a blood pressure medication, and you can't have grapefruit with it. It yeah. says on the bottle, do not eat grapefruit. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, so he can't eat it. Did he have the full rain gear on? <laughs> No, no. But he okay. did have his little. You've seen the spoons for grapefruit eating, right? Yeah. He got the little serrated edge. Yeah. Oh, he had his favorite little spoon. That's for sure. <laughs> favorite little, favorite little spoon. Um, Ed and Eddie show up uh, soon after that, and Eddie opens up the screen door and walks through it like a normal human being. Uh, Ed does not. Nope. <laughs> he just walks right through the screen door. Uh, the hole uh, will lead to bugs coming into Double D's house. Obviously, right? Uh, he's not exactly pleased about it. Uh, you've opened the door for all winged insects to come into my home. I mean, thanks, Double D. That's obviously what he's done. 
bugs come in. <laughs> Specifically one bug, I guess. They don't get like a diluge of bugs, I guess, by any means. Yeah. Um, the bug gets uh, lodged into uh, Eddie's throat after they try to smash it a couple of times. I didn't remember this episode at all, and I thought this was going to be one of those cartoon episodes where they're chasing a fly around their house like the whole episode. Same. That's what I thought it was going to be. I envisioned more bugs to be a problem, yeah, yeah. but then it was just one like, oh, okay, it's yeah. me like that Breaking Bad episode. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, exactly. Um, at this point, though, Eddie's got that lodged in his throat, and Ed thinks that his ears are broken. <laughs> <laughs> thinks that he's gone deaf. That's uh, some funny stuff. Ed, I'll miss you, Ed. I will miss you. Oh, wait, I can go watch you anytime. I'm never going to miss you, Oh, yeah, you, that's Ed. right. <laughs> uh, Double D has a pretty good idea that Eddie can use a bell to talk, which I guess the whole thing was for the bell, I guess, to get their attention so he yeah. can communicate with them. The bell doesn't really solve their communication issues. But sure doesn't. We wouldn't have an episode without it, so good job, Double D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, initially, Double D's and Ed's translations aren't exactly up to par. You know, Ed thinks that he wants an umbrella. Uh, maybe he wants the latest in Chemistry Theory magazine. And then Ed obviously, obviously thinks that Eddie wants buttered toast. Buttered toast. Buttered toast. Thankfully for the Eds, though, Rolf stops by. Thankfully for us, Rolf stops by. Exactly. Thankfully for Rolf. Hello, embarrassing Ed boys. <laughs> <laughs> Even more lucky, Rolf can apparently speak Bell. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. He's, he claims he can. <laughs> Eddie is hungry. Do you not hear it? Are you so simple? <laughs> <laughs> and the next logical step is for Rolf to invite the trio to lunch. Because, yeah, I mean, he's 45 years old. He's a single income. He's got plenty of food. Exactly. <laughs> Come, you are invited to Rolf's for food and merriment. <laughs> Time for a horrific lunch. <laughs> horrific. <laughs> tell, me how good, tell me how good my fish sticks are. Literally fish with sticks in them. Like, yeah. That's so hilarious. Would you, if you were like... Fear factoring it and had to eat those fish sticks, would you do it? Fear factoring it's on like getting money or something well, at the end okay. of the Okay. Okay. For a thousand dollars. You have to finish the fish stick. I wouldn't be able to do it. You wouldn't be able to I do it. I wouldn't be able to do it. You don't have to keep it down, but you have to eat the whole thing. You can barf it out. You can barf it out, but you have to eat chew up and swallow all of it. <sighs> I don't know. Thousand. A thousand isn't tempting enough okay. for me to be honest. Five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars I'm gonna try it. If I'm <laughs> if I'm allowed to puke, I'm definitely you can gonna puke, try it. But you have to have chewed up and swallowed every bit of it. Oh man, like eyeballs and everything. Well it would look like it was just the back half in the cartoon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So just the back half. Sure. Sure. Five thousand dollars. Surely if you'll do it for five thousand, you'd do it for four thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out a price point here so I can see how the much logis- money I the need. logistics. <laughs> it's going to be our first live stream. I wouldn't. I, I mean, I would need a pretty good amount of money to eat most of yeah. that stuff on the table. Yeah. Most of that stuff. Um, when I went to New York to finish my or to finish to visit my friend Mike, uh, my friend Matt that went with me. We were like, we're going to go to Chinatown. We are going to get like some authentic Asian food. And I did. We did. Like I went, I got a pretty generic meal, you know, nothing too out of that. And Matt was like, give me the squid. Give me the like eel. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I did have some of the squid. It just didn't have much of a flavor. It was just very rubbery. Yeah. I don't know if that's the victim of the restaurant or what. It was like 10.30 on a Monday in Chinatown. 10.30 at night on a Monday in Chinatown. Yeah. So, ah, 
know, maybe we picked the wrong place. Maybe what I ate wasn't even squid because it was just like white squares of this rubbery material. Yeah. So, I, mean, I don't know. It was decent. It I was an interesting seriously experience. weak stomach. So there's <laughs> no way without pinky even eating. As I've said, a uh, tr- uh, peanut butter cookie has gotten me to throw up before. So I don't peanut think I'm going to take down half a fish <laughs> on a stick. Peanut but. butter cookie. <laughs> I forgot that it was a peanut butter cookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but after that fish stick, Eddie's still ringing that bell, and uh, it seems as though Eddie wants one of us to feed him like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and Ed does just that. Exactly. <laughs> um, after lunch, uh, Rolf thinks Eddie wants to work off the sausage he ate at lunch with some physical activity, which happens to be synchronized swimming. A wise choice, Eddie, as it's the second most popular pastime, second only to shiny shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Shiny shoes, not shining shoes. Shiny, shiny shoes. shoes. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good bit. Shiny shoes. They're po- the second, the most popular pastime in whatever country from his his from whatever country he's from is shiny shoes. Shiny that just shoes. kills me. That just absolutely kills me. Um, we do get to see the unicycle of doom next. Um, Eddie so obviously doesn't want to do the unicycle yeah. of doom. It's just very, 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 very obvious. <laughs> the unicycle of doom is is a very brave request for a coward. <laughs> <laughs> and Eddie gets launched. I yeah. mean, <laughs> what else would happen? Uh, he takes Jimmy for a little bit of a ride, which is very funny because Jimmy's always the butt of those physical jokes, it seems like. Jimmy just opens up that front door and Eddie just goes slamming into him and out the back of the house. On subsequent watch-throughs, there is no sound effect for Eddie's unicycle in this scene. It's just going down silently. Yeah. And I was like, what? Why is there any type of sound effect? It Doesn't was just, make sense. It was just, just kind of weird that there was no uh, sound effect at all for it. Um, Eddie does his best Wiley Coyote and explodes in the distance after he goes flying off, which is very funny. Uh, what's next, Rolf? <laughs> <laughs> next, Eddie is hot after he's been trying to recover from what was obviously a uh, um, a tough encounter with a unicycle, right? Yes. <laughs> they freeze the whole room with that refrigerator, which had two settings, which was what? Hot, hot, hot and burr yeah. or something like that. <laughs> he slams it through the wall of the house. Like, okay. Um, after what looks like he's going through like a frozen tundra in the arctic or something like that eddie does make it to the window and to ring his bell and i think he's thanking us <laughs> <laughs> or he would like his big toenail clipped no he's thanking us. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorites uh we never do see how eddie gets out of there but thankfully he does and now he's desperately avoiding rolf and the rolf and the rest of the eds i would be too at this point i wouldn't be too at this point too um eddie's bell like kind of rings as he's trying to walk by like oh eddie what do you want what do you need what what do you need uh he finally gets some smarts though and starts like miming a typewriter right that's that's pretty smart uh the piece of paper and they figure it out (laughs) they figure it out um eddie gets his piece of paper and then he mimes a pencil or a pen and Rolf is like yeah I got this and hands him a piece of corn yeah. corn cob corn cob <laughs> and then he just oh that's another one of those you just don't see something like that coming a yeah. corn cob I mean it makes sense that Rolf would have said corn cob in his pocket but you just don't see that coming <laughs> you just don't see that coming uh, Eddie would like to face his greatest fear <laughs> a face off with the doodle that's a great name for a rooster right the yeah. doodle that's the a great doodle. name for a rooster do not taunt the doodle <laughs> 
<laughs> Mostly in this scene, the chicken just chases Eddie around. Um, have you ever been chased by a chicken? Nope. No, me neither. I can't believe it's that scary, right? Uh, maybe as a kid. Maybe as a kid. Turn around and kick it? Yeah. I mean, turn around and kick it. Turn around and kick it. Turn around and kick it. <laughs> don't, don't kick chickens don't, out there, kids. Don't kick the chickens. Don't kick the chickens. But if you're being chased by one, I mean, maybe threaten to kick it? Self-defense. 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 <laughs> kick that chicken. Kick that chicken. <laughs> Eddie tries to escape at one point, but uh, Ed puts him back in. You almost fell out, Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) And now they're telling him to use the cape, use the cape, because, you know, it's like a bull, chickens, bull, same type of idea, you know. Uh, With the chicken on the charge, Johnny and Plank capture it as he hits the the cape, which is hilarious. Yeah. And Johnny goes, great job, Plank. We rescued another one. (laughs) (laughs) Not again, Johnny. I love, I kind of forgot that that was a bit, that he rescues the chickens from Rolf all the time. That's pretty darn funny. Um, Eddie, at this point, has had enough of it, rips off his bell and runs off, hides in a tree. Yep. Um, You know, Double D and Ed can't find him. He decides to get down from the tree, doesn't quite make it. But then discovers his voice is back. Yeah. Right? He has his voice is back and screaming for help because uh, that what else could you do? You know? Um, the brain is an amazing organ, Ed. It actually it's actually fooling me into thinking that Eddie is calling out to us. Next segment. Next segment. Don't be a jerk. I guess there's no moral to that. I mean, Eddie wasn't like a jerk. He was no. taken advantage of, and now he's stuck in a tree. I guess the moral of the story is use the screen door properly. Yeah, I guess. Use the screen door out there, kids. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Use that screen door out there. Don't use that screen door. Oh, my God. It's things like that that make me want to record ours if they could have seen your serious face there. <laughs> use that screen door out there, kids. Like, very, you were like, there is a lesson to be learned. You're right. Use that screen door. That was great. Spoiler alert. This is my favorite segment of the whole series so far. This next segment, 13B. Yeah. Spoiler alert. This Spoiler is my alert. This is my favorite one. Uh, the boys want to start a luxury cr- a cruise line. I mean, what a great premise. <laughs> 25 cents. <laughs> 25 cents. Um, it starts off with them, though, trying to get quarters from the kids for a tire swing in the alley with an inner tube, which <laughs> is a little goofy, but whatever. Um, Ed and Double D need to show the other kids how much that's how much fun that swing can be. And uh, Ed does just that by swinging Double D very hard. Donuts are made for dunking. <laughs> like, his lines. I, his lines. Um, Ed sends Double D down the alley in that inner tube. And he luckily for the rest of the kids in the cul-de-sac, he bounces right over them and then straight into the creek. Yeah. Uh, Double D was flying faster than my father's shoe on bath night. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rolf. Thanks, Rolf. Uh, now with the rest of the Eds there, Kevin asks if the Eds are up to anything. And ever the schemer, Eddie comes up with a scheme right on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's like, uh, 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 a luxury cruise line. Yeah. <laughs> it's only 25 cents. <laughs> Just comes up with it immediately. He knows how to get his quarters, I guess. Uh, the next day, it's, uh, well, I suppose it's the same day. Eddie's Creek Cruise opening afternoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two at a time. Uh, Jimmy and Johnny get to go first. And I couldn't think of a better pair to go on this voyage with these. Obviously. <laughs> like, Jimmy and Johnny should have had their own spinoff show. That would have been amazing. Just the Jimmy and Johnny show. Just the Johnny and Plank show would have been crazy good. I would have watched it. Just, I want, like, there's got to be Johnny and Plank 
figurines from the era out there, right? Definitely. Ooh, I might be finding me some plank figurines because I'm a big time plank believer all of a sudden. That'd be a cool Funko Pop, Johnny and Plank. Yeah, like it, Plank gets his own Funko Pop. Yeah. That would be a really unique looking Funko because it wouldn't have its like normal shape. Do mm. they do that with Funkos? Like make a completely... Would they have to like give him legs? Don't they almost do that with any like the cereal boxes? They all of a sudden have arms and legs. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, they might do we'll that. See. I mean, Shenron is just like that's true. Shenron is completely like a one-off. It doesn't really look like the there other. There you go, Funko. There's a pretty John- damn good idea. Johnny and Plank, one together, one separate, so three total. Johnny yep. deserves three Funkos unto himself, please. Oh, for sure. One of that, maybe even some like variants with like a bucket of clams or something like that, oh, right? Yes, <laughs> bucket of clams uh boy uh jimmy johnny and the ads they are off on their inaugural voyage and uh full speed ahead or full speed that way is what eddie <laughs> says uh double d has refreshments uh pulpy juice jimmy is not interested but relax oh jimmy's not interested because he's not a fan of pulp so he hands it to johnny and then johnny says relax plank it's fruit pulp yeah just relax plank <laughs> And the fact that they use Ed's mom's oven as an anchor is hilarious. <laughs> in this. Are you sure my mom is going to be able to use this again, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, you know, they tr- looked for an anchor before and could not get one. So then the next logical step is to use the oven. <laughs> yep, yep. I forgot to mention, too. I love the fact. I mean, it only makes sense that Ed is the motor for this cruise line. Yeah. It only makes sense that Ed's the motor. Kick my feet, kick my feet. <laughs> kick my feet, kick my feet. That's so good. Um, we haven't seen the Cankers in a couple episodes, so enter the Cankers. They see the Eds and Jimmy and Johnny on the river while they're doing chores, and they need a man to do those chores for them. That's a pretty common thing. Whenever we see the Cankers, it's always like they're trying to get out of chores, chores and making their boyfriends do the chores for them. Yeah. They're pretty pretty flat characters. Uh, <clears throat> uh, May has a freshly washed chili dog she pulls out of that laundry, yeah. which is one of the goofiest things you could ever see. She's like, oh, nice and clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one of the weirdest things She is things definitely ever. like the vice versa to Ed. Yes, <laughs> yes. She's the analog to Ed for sure. Look, it's the Eds. <laughs> they finally see the Eds. Um, but now we're back on the cruise line, the cruise ship, and it's time for some energy entertainment and uh, double d is a whiz at the steel guitar i hate this thing <laughs> is it the the only time where he plays the steel guitar in the series that you can think that of? i can think that of you yeah. can think of um it's the, really good it's though. really good and i have does, some information it, on it doesn't actually. it sound a little bit like uh ren and stimpy it does sound a little bit like ren and stimpy uh it really does uh i hadn't really th- i hadn't thought of that and now that you say that it really kind of has that sound that ren and stimpy sound the that's, theme song or that's very interesting so they call him 88 fingers edwards and double d seems very uninterested in the instrument even though he's absolutely great at it it is a little bit of an odd bit because it's such a one-off type of thing yeah um a dude named Named Steve Dawson is who performed that actual lap guitar, steel guitar solo. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a link to a 15 minute video that he did about doing that segment in the show. Nice. And he talks with the series. His last name is Carrot. And I can't think of his first name. Uh the guy that did all the music for the series mm-hmm. actually wrote like the basic bare bones of that. And then this dude, uh, Steve Dawson, like just winged it over like eight different takes. And then they put a bunch of stuff together. Nice. You can watch him perform it 
on the YouTube video. So that link is going to be in the show notes. Nice. Um, they're all Canadians, so that's kind of funny. I mean, AKA base is Canadian, or AKA cartoons is Canadian based, but yeah. Um, it's an interesting 15 minute watch if you have any interest in lap guitars or steel guitars or just some more information about this series because they really go into depth about how the the series uh, music uh, the series composer went into writing the music not just for this episode but a lot of the other episodes so he wrote like i don't know if, what this means because it doesn't mean a whole lot to me but for the avasti eds he wrote 880 bars of music and they were both because they're big music guys were like whoa Whoa. So I think that's a lot. I'm going to say it's probably <laughs> a lot. But 880 bars of music for one episode. And the, the composer said that he would turn around a original score for an, each episode of Ed, Ed, and Eddie. It was an original score that he would write for each episode. And he'd turn it around in five days from writing to recording to putting it in the episode. Jeez. Like, how do you write, like, how many seasons is Ed, Ed, and Eddie? It- at least four, I want to say four five seasons, or and you're six. talking thirteen episodes a season. Yeah, that's a lot of original music that this dude created. That's yeah, it is insane in my brain that somebody has that much creativity. Insane in, in my brain. Insane in my brain. So yeah, link in the show notes if you want to watch that 15 minute video about these dudes. So yeah, check it out. <laughs> check it out. Uh, at this point, though, they have run out of refreshments on the ship, and the Cankers have their own ship. They're pretty good pirates. Their ship is a mattress, which is funny and probably wouldn't float that long. Would quite not honestly. float that long. Would not be able to jump and bounce on it. Like <laughs> nope. Um, at this point, the cankers are gaining fast on the Eds, and uh, Johnny loves adventure. <laughs> <laughs> he loves pirates, and he's the only one having fun at this point. He's just really leaning into it. He's like, I love adventure. I think he says something like, uh, there's been, uh, there's nothing quite like steel pedal guitar in the open water to make me yearn for adventure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's very funny. Um... So at this point, the cankers are gaining on the Eds pretty dang quick, and um, Eddie screams at Ed to do something. Um, Ed has motorboat lips, which is also hilarious when he gets them started by pulling his ear. Yeah. I love that a lot. Um, Really kicks them into high gear, and they're really headed off now, and the cankers have no chance. Except or do they? Or do they? They got a weed whacker motor, which is genius. Genius. <laughs> genius. Pure genius. Uh, the cankers catch up to the Eds at this point with their newfound motor. Um, with the Eds now, and along with Johnny and Jimmy, uh, they get uh, taken. They get taken by the cankers. Uh, Kiss and make up. Uh, one of the cankers says, and Jimmy just goes, "Oh yuck! <laughs> oh yuck!" <laughs> Thankfully, the best character of the show, Johnny, shows up to save the day, and he just rips that sail all the way down and. Unfortunate for Lee, that was her best pair of sheets. Yeah. <laughs> super uh, awesome Johnny moment. Super awesome Johnny moment. Um, Jimmy says, oh, just like Errol Flynn. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure Errol Flynn is a movie star from a long time ago. And yes, he is. He is a swashbuckling movie star from the 30s and the 40s. And he's, if you have ever seen anything in that he's in, Trav, you have seen the 1930s um, adventures of Robin Hood in some form. Not, not the whole movie. But you've seen his face as Robin Hood from oh, okay. the 30s. You've seen it. Right. It's pretty synonymous with Robin Hood. So I guarantee as soon as I saw that pop up on my computer, I'm like, oh, Errol Flynn from Robin Hood. I've never <laughs> seen that movie, but I know that face. Nice. I know that face. He's a swashbuckling movie hero. Swashbuckling. Swashbuckling. 
the cankers pop the ed's inner tube raff with a bobby pin um oh look a bobby pin so scary <laughs> yeah uh, double d tries his best not to let Eddie uh, pull that bobby pin out, but of course Eddie does anyways. Uh, ends up getting Johnny, Jimmy, and the Eds all captured by the Cankers, and their boat is completely deflated at this point. Uh, Johnny and Jimmy literally have to walk the plank, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is very funny. Oh, I'm walking all over Plank's face. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was funny too because uh, Johnny goes, "I'm sorry, Plank," and then he jumps <laughs> off to the side, and Jimmy goes, "My hair." <laughs> jumps off to the other side and then the eds get all kissed up on <laughs> mm. it's time to claim our booty girls <laughs> that's double entendre from a kid show yeah <clears throat> hello ed boys after they get back to the uh to the shore now that they've been all kissed up on yeah. hello ed boys uh when is the next sailing my flesh is yearning for sun and sweat <laughs> <laughs> Rolf gets handed the deflated inner tube and he gets his money back. Roll credit. Roll credit. Double D does say that he wishes that his uh, first kiss would have been more enjoyable. Yes. Sorry, Double D. It's usually yeah. not how it goes. Sorry, Double D. What did you think of those two segments together, Trav? Very good. Yeah, me too. I like that a lot. How about as a whole? As what a do you think of this season as a whole? This was probably the best watch. I think, even though it was only three episodes, yep. I think these are the strongest three episodes for sure. Uh, yeah, what about you? Uh, I have a newfound appreciation for Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Um, we've talked about this in a previous podcast that this was a show that I kind of watched a little bit later in my 20s that I would run across more often than as a ninth grader in 1999, having watched it on Cartoon Network. I, I certainly caught episodes, but definitely watched it a lot more when I was a little bit older and... Um, Really thinking about the way these kids are playing and the way I used to play as a kid, Danny Antonucci really kind of hit it on the head. He did. He really took, I mean, maybe that means that you and I both had similar upbringings to what Antonucci did because he said, obviously, that he took a lot of this stuff from his own own childhood. You know? Right, right. Um, but it just it seemed to really strike a chord with me being like, yeah, I, I remember doing stupid ass stuff like that yeah. in the summer when you have too much time and not enough things to do. Yeah. So. Especially like the fad episode. Yes, the fad episode was one that is another sticker stick outer for me, big time. Like mowing lawns, not to the extent they go. No, I didn't no. spread poo everywhere. No, but. no, I certainly mowed a plenty of lawn as a 10, 11, 12 year old, <laughs> that's for sure. So you put most of the awesome lines in there, but I got one that was in the first episode, I think, from Eddie. Mowing the grass is simple. Even Ed can do it because I'm simple. <laughs> I'm simple. <laughs> I love that part. And then the one Rolf line that we didn't include is with the big feet when they're sh chasing the monkey boys. I haven't seen feet this big since my great-grandmother. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I love that line. But yeah, Ed and Eddie, sad to be done, but there is a possible loophole. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. I'm going to miss this series doing it on the 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 podcast here like i'm gonna miss it it was definitely fun to do it it's really fun to do the homework with us yeah like really i really is. enjoy playing uh, i watch it a couple times with no distractions yep. and then take my notes and then watch it in the background while i play games yep it's great yep i That's love it great plan the way to do that i like that it's a really great plan do you have anything else that you would like to talk about with Ed, Ed, and Eddie? I do not. 
Just a reminder out there, if this is the first Ed, Ed, and Eddie episode that you are listening to, we have two other ones that cover the other ten episodes of season one. Yes. So go back and listen to that if you haven't yet. Um, get a little bit more information from us on the Eds. Ed uh, boys. Ed boys. The Ed boys. I want to... Rolf needs a spinoff. It should just be a Johnny, Jimmy, Rolf spinoff. Yeah. Their own movie. 45 minute special. Oh, hundo. Just a 45 minute special. A web special. I'll go to a web address and watch it on my computer in a yeah. terrible built in web browser video <laughs> viewer or whatever. Seriously. I would watch that. All right, homework assignment time. The next episode that we are going to do is going to be one of my favorite movies of all time. Boom, uh, boom, boom. The Never Ending Story from 1984. It was directed by Wolfgang Peterson, screenplay by Wolfgang Peterson and Herman Weigel, based on the Never Ending Story by Michael End. I'm assuming that's End, E-N-D-E. It's not Endy. So. Ende. Ende. I'm going to put a little uh, mark. So now it's Ende. Ende. Um, starring... Uh, Barrett Oliver as Bastion Balthazar Bucks. Balthazar Bucks. <laughs> what a name. Triple B. You think you'd call him Triple B? Triple B. Triple B. Uh, Noah Hathaway as Atreyu. Tammy Stronich as the childlike Empress. Empress. Uh, Gerald McRaney as Barney Bucks, Bastion's widowed workaholic father. He was in uh, uh, Major Dad. Major Dad. Remember that show at all? Mm-mm. Major Dad. You'll recognize the dude. You'll be like, oh, that guy. Oh, okay. Major Dad is just the first thing that I thought of. He's been in tons of stuff, but you'll recognize that guy. Uh, Alan Oppenheimer as the voices of Felcor, Gamorak, Rockbiter, and the narrator. And those last three are uncredited, which is interesting to me because they're all like major components of the movie. Yeah. And he just didn't get credit for them. It's kind of weird to me. Uh, Deep Roy as the teeny weeny, a messenger riding a racing snail. And do you know who Deep Roy is? No. Did you ever watch the um, 2010's Willy Wonka, Tim Burton's Willy Wonka? No. So he plays all of the Oompa Loompas in that movie. He's also another character actor that's been in tons of stuff since like the 70s. So you'll recognize him as well. And then Tilo Prontker as Nighthob, a messenger riding a narcoleptic hang gliding bat. All right. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, huh? Fantasy films, man. Fantasy films. (laughs) (laughs) This movie was distributed by Warner Brothers, and it was released April 6th, 1984 in West Germany, because this is a West German production. This movie was exclusively made and constructed in West Germany and then made its way over to the United States. It made its way over to the United States July 20th, 1984. Its budget was 60 million Deutschmarks, which is about 25 to 27 million dollars, or 78 million dollars in 2023. Its box office was 100 million dollars, or 289.5 million in 2023. Thank you, U.S. Inflation Calculator. Dot com. Dot com. I'm really excited to do this movie. Yeah. I love this movie, man. I love this movie. I I'm really excited. Do. I've never seen it. I think you guys will like it. I think you and Lauren both are going to like it. She has seen it. Oh, does she like it? She likes it. Ah, She's not ready to watch the sad part, Ooh. which is the only part I've seen, which somehow uh. I've seen in like. I must have been watching something on like the saddest moments yeah. in cinema history yeah. or no, something. Oh, that's considered. She's like, I don't want to watch that. I'm yeah. like, you're going to watch yeah, it with me. Our tax dies. Yeah. Oh, man. Horsey. 
spoiler. You know, there was a rumor. I remember when I was a kid and I saw it dispelled when I was doing a little bit more research, just getting ready for this section of this podcast. There was a rumor when I was a kid that the horse actually died in the movie. Oh my gosh. And it's like, Oh my God, he actually died. The horse didn't die. People the horse didn't die. <laughs> there was actually two horses that were trained to do this. And neither of them died. So How traumatizing, very traumatizing. Trav, Let's get on over to that intro or intro. Let's start it all over. Let's start it all over. Let's get on over Let's to that. Let's break it down. <laughs> Let's get on over to that <laughs> outro, please. All right. Time for some emails. So our first one um, is more just talking about an awesome email from Ben. Ben emailed us. a. He actually sent us a picture of his very own talk boy, and that was super cool. And I just wanted to thank Ben for sending that in. Absolutely. And uh, eventually, when we record things, you'll be able to see things like that. <laughs> yeah. Because we'll show it. But we'll show it uh, that you. just proves no matter what you send us, even if it's a picture, I am going to include you in the email. So thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Uh, next one is from uh, NPCs are mean to me. Wants to know, when you guys are creating a character for games, do you ever make a character of the other sex? A lot of the time I'll play as women. Nice. Excuse <laughs> me. A lot. He likes them a lot. Yeah, a lot of the time I will play as women. I don't know why. Like, my default when I play uh, any of the Fallout games is Lady. Really? I always go Lady. <laughs> That's super awesome. For that stuff. Not always Lady, but for Fallout, it's always Lady. I think I've only done... Fallout 3 is the one that I played the most, and I think I only did one run-through as a man in that. I always did the Lady. That's super funny. I got told one time years ago that you play the women in games like that because you have smaller hitboxes because the character is generally uh, smaller. So that's one of the reasons why I do it. But, I mean, pretty women are more fun to look at than true. gritty men, right? Very true. I very true. Uh, it doesn't got to be a... BT goth chick, but you know. yeah, yeah, that's super awesome. Um, because I, I tend to always make a dude, uh, like I think it's funny when people can make like this super ridiculous looking character yes. and have fun with yes. their game, but that's not me. I always try to make them like the most badass version of myself nice. or like what I would want to be. So I usually don't do a female, but I did write down that I. Except for one time in Dungeons and Dragons, nice. I did make a female elf, and it was really awesome because I was the <laughs> only female in the group, and I was like doing a lot of charisma things to help yeah. our group, like bartending and all that kind of stuff, and it was really fun to play that out. But video games, pretty much always dude. Pretty much, I'd say I'm like fifty-fifty. Fifty-fifty. Yeah, I depends. love that. Uh, next one here comes from Ross Grandmother. Wants to know with Ed, Ed, and Eddie now. Over, in quotes, what are some other Cartoon Network shows we can look forward to you covering? I think that uh, Dexter's Laboratory is definitely in our future. That was one that I really enjoyed watching. Um, I mean, I, I would even be interested in doing one-offs on the Powerpuff Girls. 100%. There's enough lore there. I don't know if we would consider maybe doing a whole season of Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. But uh, I think... Plugging through some Dexter's Laboratory would be a really good one. I'm, that, that's one that really comes to mind yeah. for me. Cat, uh, no, not uh, 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 Cow and Chicken. Cow that, and Chicken. That's a pretty classic that's one, too. That's a very good one. That's a really good one. That's. I wrote down all three you just said and Two Stupid Dogs. Oh, Two Stupid Dogs. I forgot all Love about that. Two Stupid Dogs. Uh, Cow and Chicken really was trying to be Cartoon Network's Ren and Stimpy. Yes. Yeah. And it's sure. good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that's, yeah. I bet you, you know, the episodes of that that I have seen, I have definitely liked, but I bet you I've seen under 10 episodes. Sure, sure. 
Um, final one here is just a question for Drew. We kind of talked about this already, but do you did you think it would take until episode 29 to get to never-ending story? Honestly, I didn't. I really thought that was going to be a first sixer or something like Definitely. that. But Jurassic, we still haven't done Jurassic Park still either. Done Jurassic Park. <laughs> so I'm not too broke up about it. Yeah. I'm just glad we get to do it because this is it, this is a kids movie for me that was a constant rental. It was a automatic stop on television when I would run into it on a Saturday afternoon or something like that. This is a big time movie for me. I yeah. really love this one a lot. Yeah, I'm excited for it for a not having seen 99 percent of the movie. B, going another 80s movie, because we don't have a lot of 80s stuff. And I think it's really cool that this will be releasing almost one year after our first episode. That's really cool. When that comes out, it's going to be, I think, a day or two after our one-year anniversary of dropping episodes. That's awesome. What is that? It's April what? Uh, May 1st was our first episode that we dropped. our very first episode, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That introduction episode. Oh boy! I refuse. I'd, I'd like. To I'd like to think we have come quite a far ways. Uh, I would. I would definitely think so, Trav. Yes. I think that we have both gotten better, better-ish, more comfortable, more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Less nervous. Yeah. We'll that, with, all that kind of stuff. We'll, yeah. So I'm super excited to do Neverending Story, and we have a little something extra to talk about here we do um i'll bring it up it's trav's brain child child he it's a great idea and i can't wait to do more of them the idea man the idea man um we're gonna start doing overdue homework extra credit boom um we're gonna get a stock of these episodes uh getting in the can as they would say a stock of episodes in In the the can can. and uh maybe well definitely um, we are going to be starting a Patreon, and you'll have the opportunity to subscribe and be able to listen to those. Yes. They are going to be exclusive to our Patreon subscribers. So if you love what you hear, be on the lookout for that Patreon in a few short months. Yeah. We're going to do a multitude of different ideas of yep. episodes, 20 to 30 minutes for most of it. It's going to give us a chance to do some full-length movies that fall before the 80s or into the 2000s. And, yeah, maybe an easier way to do some TV shows yep. where it'll give people a chance to binge it with no two-week deadline, and you can just listen to it when you can listen to it. And uh, we may even go as far as choosing topics that affect us personally as opposed to media, you know? It's going to be extra credit. Extra credit. Extra credit. Extra credit. So that wraps up emails. Um, Thank you for emailing us. Thank you for listening, as always. And make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more updates and assignments. And... Make sure you tune in to the next exciting episode of the Overdue Homework Podcast.